oirás. It is time to talk nerdy to me because it is Wednesday night, which means that we are live. So I'm really excited. Thanks, everybody, for listening, whether you're listening live or you're listening on Memorex. Isn't that what they used to say? Is it live or is it Memorex? I don't remember. But that not... Yeah, that's the, I think that's how it goes. Shot in the dark. All new episode of Talk Nerdy to Me. I am Captain Chris. We're going to do this backwards this week because I think it's going to be fun this way. Uh, I am Captain Chris. I am the 1995 Blockbuster World Video Game Championship Store Champion. And as of at the time of this recording... There you go. The only <clears throat> Talk Nerdy to Me cast member with a pop vinyl of himself. Um, that's fair. So You are also... Uh, 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 technically, the Doc has one. That's true, yeah. Okay, the uh, only regular wait, hold cast on, member. Hold on, hold on. Like You're also, uh, <laughs> after his announcement on Monday Night Raw that he needs a friend, you and Corey Graves are trying to enter into a budding bromance, I believe? Yes, we are. Uh, right now, I just got my summer cut. So my hair is a lot shorter, but we used to braid each other's hair. <laughs> but we don't. We I braid his hair while we take Cosmo quizzes, uh, talking about boys we like because we're bros. Adorable. That's just how it how it works, man. Uh, so with me to my left, he is the most creatively named man in all of podcasting. He is back after after taking a sabbatical for a week getting in touch with himself but that's the last time he buys uh one ply toilet paper <laughs> oh. he got in touch with his inner self he is koran uh, i was also just touching myself well uh, hopefully not with the same never mind no. D- D- different hands different hands different hands i'd have been part of his problem right there yeah <laughs> uh, and to my right he is my right hand man he is i know i always say that he has the best beard on the show and he does still undisputed the best beard on the show he is after today's news if the rumor is true a little sad based on uh, the rumors that we're hearing out of the disney camp but stiff upper lip we're going to charge through it he's the jedi of your dreams he is obi john kenobi hello there god Damn it, Solo. <laughs> and I liked Solo. No, that's, uh, I mean, we can sit there and unpack that all day, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they, they announced today that they're, or supposedly, because the only place reporting it is Collider. Uh, yeah. IBM. Based on quote unquote yeah. inside information, quote unquote, um, yeah. that Lucasfilm is, is pausing all of their spinoff movies for the foreseeable future. 
Uh, we'll see if that's true. We'll see yeah, if that holds we'll out. I don't know. They seem to be pretty far along, at least a couple. And and why would they just announce like three weeks ago the Boba Fett movie if they're then gonna cancel it? I don't. Know. Whatever. I don't know. Seems fishy. And but yeah, I'm a, I'm a little upset. I know we've been playing this game, and Obi John, it's gonna be again. I love having <laughs> you. I'm gonna throw it to you. Because uh, and then we're gonna have a dramatic pause as the band tunes up. But uh, why don't you uh, tell us what's going on? So we have a member who's been missing for quite some time, and we're not quite sure where he is or what happened to him. But uh, to tell you more about that, we have some very special guests in the studio. Yeah. Uh, without further ado, <clears throat> hit it, Rockapella. <laughs> Well, she sneaks around the world from Berlin to Carolina. She's finger from Berlin down to Belize. Love this part. Yeah. in the world Julian. San Diego. where the fuck this place is at? We still haven't. We have no, no idea where he is. No idea. No so, idea. While he's away. We are bringing if in. If he ever comes back, can we still keep playing that? Yeah. Oh no, the week yes. that he comes back, we're gonna play it, and then he's just gonna be like, "I'm here," and we're gonna be like, "Holy shit! Like he's here!" It's gonna be real funny. And <laughs> I spoiled that joke, so I'm hoping nobody remembers that by the time he actually comes back. <laughs> so everybody, just forget. I'm gonna ask the biggest gift that an audience can give a performer, and that is the gift of amnesia, and to forget that that ever happened. So we'll just pretend that I never said that. But taking Julian's spot, taking that uh, fourth leg on the upside-down bar stool that is where we sit, he is our engineer. He is Paul Frankie. How are you, Paul Frankie? Oh, I'm doing well. It's hard to to uh, follow up that that lovely song. <laughs> I, I, I got a text message from Julian. It was it was a a picture text message, but oh, no. um, I, I I think he was I think he's in Uzbekistan. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm nice. I'm not too sure. Um, yeah. yeah, he's he's traveling the world. He I, I think he's after Carmen San Diego. My money was on Wakanda, but I don't think that would let him in there. No, they have uh they have strict border policy against him coming into Wakanda. Uh. I thought he was just going to put one of his arms inside of his sleeve and put a big uh, emo wig on and pretend to, pretend to be Bucky. That's, That's my, my job. Custom. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. How is your metal arm, by the way? <laughs> no complaints. Or as I like to call it, the... Is that the new nickname for Tackett? The RoboJacker <laughs> 9000. <laughs> yeah, that's her new nickname. <laughs> sorry, I'll Tackett. let her know. Oh, God. <laughs> Robo... Jacker, I'm writing that down. <clears throat> sorry, yeah, Taggart. Sorry, Taggart. I'm sorry. Time. I'm sorry. So, I have, I have one quick announcement to make before uh, we get into the show. And it's going to be a good show because I do have a... We're following through on a promise this week, but... God damn it. I don't know... Oh, yeah. You just sit tight while you still can sit down. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, Joke about your butthole. <laughs> hey, that's perfect. too soon. I get it. I get oh, jokes. Perfect. Oh, it's perfect. So, coming up in October, 
we will be uh, bringing our all new, or I guess in the in the description it says brand new, our brand new live show, not just a standard episode, but an actual live like stage show where we're going to be playing some interactive games, telling some stories, some behind the scenes talk nerdy to me stories that are about us, that involve us, that even some of us on the show don't even know. Some behind the scenes stuff. I'm going to tell you a story about how Talk Nerdy to Me started. And not back in 2015 or ish or whenever we started on the podcast. I'm talking about going back to 2003. Oh, wow. With myself and Obi John. And there's some parts of that story that even Obi John does not know. You're jumping the Wayback Machine. I know, I am. Uh, I'm gonna. We're gonna have all kinds of great stories when we play in some games, some old favorites, some some new ones that are sure to be instant classics. And the only way to see it, there's actually two ways to see it. Number one is to actually go to Conapalooza, which is October 12th through the 14th in historic downtown Kingsport, Tennessee. The second is be a Patreon supporter. And uh, as we get a little bit closer, we're going to tell everybody how they can get that exclusive live show video at Conapalooza. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. But before we get there, because did I also mention that it's part of the uh, adult programming block, so there's no children allowed. So it's kind of uh, all the envelope pushing stuff that we've thought about for the show, but has been too extreme or too risque for the show it's going in that show you're saying the gloves are off oh the gloves and maybe the pants and all the bets yeah all of the bets are off so that's going to be something awesome but before we get there i don't know if you guys were listening last week last week i made a promise (sighs) and i made a promise that we were going to have Part three of Koran's story from Jail Mail. The trilogy. My favorite segment. And I don't know if you guys know this about me, but if I promise you something, I'm going to deliver. So, without further ado, I'm going to read you guys part three of Jail Mail. So, here we go. Let me... This, if you haven't been following along, we have now reached, I guess, uh, this level of notoriety where real-life inmates in real-life prisons and jails across <laughs> this country are sending us electronic correspondence. We've had uh, a couple of different inmates send us stuff. Koran, do you want to... Uh, Hi, your, Apple. There you go. Give your message. So, and I, I know I preface this every time, but I, I feel like it bears repeating that this is not gimmicked in any way. These are real, I, I guess I'll call them letters, real correspondence, real emails, real correspondence from real-life inmates. We did not make these up. Nobody wrote these. These are legit true. And what happens is I print them off at work, uh, and or I, I print them off sometimes at work, sometimes at home, because I don't want to use the work printer to print off. Yeah, I was wondering if you had your own personal printer or not. No, we don't. We have like a group printer in the middle, so it can be kind of tough to print out stuff like that. So more often than not, I print it at home. It's an incest over in the printer again. Flat yeah. again. Yeah, so they know that they know where to go. They know to go to room 133 for that one. 
I feel like we need to cut a new <laughs> a new promo. <laughs> Todd and Ernie Toomey, they're huge in prison. Yeah, they are. Well, well, one of us is. <sighs> That's about it. So, uh, this the, the this letter we have. So, I think our most infamous, and this is how it it kind of started with an inmate named uh, Matt, who wrote us a story, or he wrote us a letter, or he wrote us an email, and he started writing a story about who he called his favorite host of Talk Nerdy to Me, which was Koran. Yay! So far, far we've heard two entries into the story, two parts. Uh, The first one was uh, in the episode called Done Been Done, and the second part was in the episode entitled uh, With Surprisingly Little Resistance, where he wrote two different versions of the story. And this, uh, we, we were kind of wondering which one was going to be the legit, real, canon. right? Like, like which yeah. one was going to be, yeah. Can, What's canon? Yep. Yeah. Which well, story is canon? We have in the, the jail mail Koran universe. Which story? Which version is canon? <laughs> which one's extended universe? Hello. Well, we have our answer because. It comes with a, a little note, uh, and, and they always start out, like, at the top it says, you know, the following electronic correspondence has been sent to you from an inmate in this county prison, blah, 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 you know, official correspondence, all this stuff. So, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to this letter from, from Matt. This is going to be great. Uh, Koran Story Part 3 starts out, and it says, Dear guys, hey, it's me, your favorite convict checking in. I've enclosed the following for your consideration. The Koran Story Part 3. When I sent you Part 2, I sent you the original and a rewrite. You read both versions on air. After much thought, I have decided to continue the story based on the rewrite. In a few weeks, I may have... So it's not the Darth Vader one, it's the other one. It's not the one with the guy dressed as Darth Vader. The more open-ended one. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Open-ended. Open-ended, yeah. Uh, You ready for this? All right. In a few weeks, I may have access to a phone from 6 to 6.30. Somebody's going to be (laughs) open-ended. If I call, would you speak to me? If yes, what is the best day to call? Yeah, but if the joke isn't funny, we're going to post it. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what it is. Yeah, if if uh, if, if you call. Isn't that the policy? If yeah. his joke isn't funny, we're going to post his... <laughs> that's the joke, yeah, that's the joke-telling policy. Uh, yeah, not... I mean, he's in... He's in... I think he's in Central Time, isn't he? Yeah. He yeah, in the end of Central Time. In a few weeks, I may have access to Fuck. a phone from 6 to 6.30. If I call, would you speak to me? If yes, what is the best day to call? Well, probably Wednesday. Um, just throwing that out. Just taking a guess that it's probably Wednesday. When I wrote my last letter, you toyed with the idea of sending Koran to the prison to meet with me, but you never decided. How about it? I'm up for it. No, 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 great idea. No, 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 I'll go, I'll, I'll go up with you and film it. Oh, that would be awesome. No. Yeah, let's all go on location. Oh, that would be good. Todd earned it to me live from whatever county prison. Yeah. 
They're not going to let you film in a prison like visiting room. Sure anyway. Well, we'll take an audio we've, got, we've got press credentials, uh, kind yeah, of. I'll, I will email the prison and ask what it takes to get yeah, media I can, I credentials. Yeah, I can take one from work. <laughs> I'll email them and I'll say, what does it take to get a press pass? Should be fine. I don't we know. can Facebook Live it. Yeah, we can. It would be great. We, we would sell tickets. Yeah, Facebook Live thinks it's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, see, people in the chat think it's a great idea. The people have spoken, no. go on. <laughs> yeah, the people have spoken. It's it's unanimous. <laughs> you need to go meet Matt. All right. Uh, you never decided. How about it? I'm up for it. Next time, I will finish this story so I can start working on the next one. Your friend on the inside, Matt. <laughs> I think he might mean that literally, too, when it comes okay, to that. Okay, that, that, that one popped. That one popped. All right. And then we have, continuing on the bottom, Koran's story, Part 3. Koran awoke. His body was sore, and there was a bad fish taste in his mouth. (laughs) Sounds like a Tuesday for him. (laughs) Suddenly, the memory of yesterday came flooding into his mind, and it caused him to gasp. Koran had stupidly tried to return home by hitchhiking. This had resulted in Koran being kidnapped. His kidnapper was a father who wanted a mate for his smat, his fat, smelly, disgusting daughter. Sorry, I'll sound it out. His kidnapper was a father who wanted a mate for his fat, smelly, disgusting daughter. At gunpoint, Koran had been forced into a filthy cell that the daughter had lived in his, her entire life. When the daughter, Gladys, had pressed against Koran and forced her tongue into Koran's mouth, Koran had passed out. I hate all of you. <laughs> Koran looked, he loves it. I, yeah, I think he loves the attention. And the people love you, especially yeah. the inmates. Yeah. <laughs> Talk nerdy to me, Tessai, in prison. I feel like I feel like they might pass around your picture like currency in jail. I feel like I mean, what might. are you giving me, like half a pack of smokes for yeah. a photo of me? I You're like, okay. Half. Yeah. Uh, even more if they find rare pictures of you with, like, the buzz cut. Ooh, the old school photos. Yeah, yeah. Like if they can find old school photos, those are worth like a full pack. Yeah, (laughs) there's a whole conversion chart. It's weird. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, here we go. Koran looked towards the single mattress on the floor. Straw covered it, and on it, the obese woman slept. She was snoring loudly with drool sliding out of her mouth. She had a smile of satisfaction on her acne-scarred face. (laughs) Koran <laughs> then felt a painful itching and burning in his crotch already. already not the first time they work fast pulling his pants and underwear down to take a look Koran saw red and green blisters all over his franken beans <laughs> <laughs> some some were open god <laughs> Koran slid to the ground while leaning against the wall. She must have effed me while I passed out, Koran thought. Now I've got some kind of weird STD. To be continued. But wait, there's more. Little did Koran know, his new STD was the least of his problems. One of Koran's swimmers had entered Gladys's egg and she was now pregnant with Koran's child. And you wonder why I'm saying no to go visit you, Matt. <laughs> and that thus ends part three 
of Koran's story. So I like that it keeps the door open for a future franchise, son yeah. of Koran. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That's a terrifying <laughs> thought. All yeah, right. So, so what are we actually uh, talking about this weekend? So next time, I believe he said in his in his um, the beginning part, he says, I will finish this story next time. So next time should be the conclusion. Uh, stay tuned for the exciting conclusion of Koran's story. A story by Matthew. Inmate number 25... <laughs> in prison. 867-5309. Yeah, for a good time call. So... I'm excited to get the fourth and final part of the story, of Koran's story. I can't wait. I'm excited. I can't wait to hear about these green and red blisters all over Koran's Frankenbeans. I'm going to go throw up. Forget <laughs> Star Wars. Forget Marvel. That's what it's all about, man. Yeah, the forget Koran, all that, The Koran Odyssey. Yeah, this, is, this truly is a hero's journey. <laughs> uh, he's just trying to get back to the YMCA. That's all he's trying to do because he could get a girlfriend. Where where I apparently live at the YMCA. Yeah. Well, hey, you can get yourself clean. You can get a good meal. <laughs> you can do whatever you feel. That's why it's fun to stay. How did I know? <laughs> Somewhere, John, your dad is like busting yeah. into dance right now. That one's for you, Dale. He has like a sp- he has a spidey sense about the YMCA. He really does. Yeah. He really does. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So anyway, uh, that... Change the subject, Karan. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, I actually had this geared up for last week, and then I wasn't on the show. So, uh, a little known fact, we're all kind of nerdy. Um, so we all watch a lot of movies, play video games, watch shows, and read comics. And it crossed my mind while I was watching a certain program about who would be the best or worst fictional bosses to work for and why. Uh, I kind of figured we're all going to have explanations to go along with this, so I kind of told everyone to limit it to one. Oh, I have 12. I'm shocked. Um, I know. Uh, Do you guys want to start with best or worst? You tell us. Yeah, your topic. Let's let's go ahead and go with worst because mine's kind of an oddball choice. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. The worst one I came up with was from The Office. But I didn't go with Michael Scott because okay. as absent-minded as he is, uh, you can see through various episodes and stuff that he's still a very good salesman mm-hmm. and still knows what he's doing. However, when Ed Helms' character Andy takes charge. You find out that he's <laughs> never been a good salesman. He's not great at his job, and he can't really rally the troops the way Michael could. Uh, I think Andy Bernard would be like all the bad parts of Michael Scott, and then also someone who's just not fit for his job to yeah, totally be in charge that. of everyone. So no. But he went I, to where did he go? Pardon he me? went to Cornell, man. Cornell. He went to Cornell. Here comes trouble, baby. That's the name of his acapella group. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, uh, a good pick. Andy Bernard would be one of those like massive pain in the ass people to work for. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally see that. I agree. You ready for? Uh, well, I'll I jump next. in next. Then. Oh no, no, go <laughs> ahead, go <laughs> ahead, you go. No, please go, please go. Um. Okay, okay. Well, mine can best be summed up with one word. Boo. 
Burns. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Montgomery Burns. Uh, of course, we're talking about uh, Mr. Burns from The Simpsons, uh, the megalomaniac who at one point plotted to block out the sun from Springfield because um, he'll do anything to make a buck. Uh, you know, he will unleash the hounds on you. Literally. Wait, the, the hounds or the hounds with bees in their mouths so when they bark, the bees come out? Yes. All right. Excellent. That was a deep uh, cut. That was a deep cut. I'm sorry about that one. There's, I mean, with Simpsons, there's nothing but deep cuts. That's true. Um, but uh, no, he is, he is as cartoonish as he is, thank God. Um, he would absolutely be the worst person in the world to work for because, again, all he cares about is the almighty dollar. Uh, you know, he's 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 in charge of a nuclear plant that leads to three-headed fish in the lake outside Springfield. And, uh, you know, soul-crushing job that poor Homer has to go to day for day for day for day. Um, just the epitome of evil. Montgomery Burns. Burns. Yeah, I was. I mean, they they do. They do have job security, though. I mean, Homer never got fired. That's true. Miraculously, yeah. Yeah, somehow. And and there's Lenny and Carl. One one of them's black and one of them's not. I don't don't remember. (laughs) Sometimes they forget. It's okay. No, Carl was the yellow one. Carl was the black one. Yeah, Carl. Yeah, I I didn't write it down on my hands. (laughs) Had to use my cheat sheet. They would be fun to hang out with. All right. Flanagan, what you got? All right. I went really outside the box on this one. I went like way into left field uh, from a movie series that I love, but I don't really talk about a whole lot. I don't know about you, but I would not enjoy working with or for Dr. Herbert West. Some of you might be going, who's Dr. Herbert West? I don't know. Played by Jeffrey Combs in Reanimator. I would not enjoy as part of my job having to go either to the graveyard or to the coroner's office and having to find dead bodies to, uh, to use for experiments. That's a gross part of work that I'd want nothing to do with. That's fair. That's understandable. And a solid deep cut reference too. And even though, even though uh, you know the dress code is fun because you just kind of get to wear like doctor scrubs. Um, yeah, you still have to dig people up and inject them with stuff, and they're dead, and then they come back to life, and they're real violent and angry. You get hazard like pay. A typical, it sounds like a typical office job, though. Yeah. Yeah, and he's kind of a dick too. Like he'll kill your pets just to experiment on them. So hmm. he's an a hole. I don't like him. Fair enough. Uh, Polly. Okay, mine's kind of out of the box, so you might fight me on this one. But the worst boss I can think of is Mister McMahon. Ha! I will actually give that to you. That's a great not pick, yeah. 100% let you... Let you not, not Vince McMahon. Mr. McMahon, the, the character. Mr. McMahon character. He's, 
he's the boss that everybody hates. Yeah. And and that's why, you know, Stone Cold was was such a, a baby face is because he's the guy that got to beat up the boss that everybody hates. Yeah. So, so no. I I mean, he, he screwed everybody over, he fired everybody, and he was just a, a, such an asshole, which is probably why he's the worst boss I could think of. That's understandable. Solid choice. And yeah, it actually kind of ties into my best boss pick. Is it Big Boss Man? It is ah. not. <laughs> I fucking wish I'd gone that it way. It should uh, be now. Yeah. Uh, no, you you want to talk about obscure and off the wall? Uh, does the name Dario Cueto mean anything to the three of you? Is it from John oh, Dies the at the End? The Cookie Mart. It's not. It's the guy who. <laughs> it's the guy who runs the. Uh, it's the guy who runs the temple in Lucha Underground. Oh. oh wow! Yeah, that is a deep cut. Yeah, uh, he was the one I came up with. I think. Because, I mean, if you're going to go into a fighting thing, like, who better to work for than at least, you know, Mr. McMahon was an asshole, but he just wanted to make money. Dario Cueto is literally just there for violence. So, you know, at least your boss isn't going to try and dick you over at that point. He's very forward about what he wants and how he's going to do it. So, yeah, uh, I think Dario Cueto would be a fun guy to work for. Lucha Underground. Well... Hold on to your reasons why you picked okay. him when I get to my good best boss pick. Because that'll be fun. Okay. It'll be good times and great oldies. <laughs> All right, who's next? Well, uh, my pick for best boss, and it's, 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 uh, I, I was scared for a second, uh, Koran, because I thought you were going to take mine. But, um, Clearly, of all the TV I've watched in my life, the the best person to ever work for is clearly Michael Scott, Dunder Mifflin. Um, you got to have a high bar for being annoyed, hmm. um, and and uh, your shenanigan uh, tolerance level needs to be very high. That being said. Um, it's never a boring day at work with Michael Scott, whether he's burning his foot on a, um, uh, George Foreman grill or running over one of your coworkers on his way into the office or throwing a, uh, uh, 5k charity run to cure rabies. Um, never a dull moment with Michael Scott. Um, and like you said earlier, he's, he's one of those people who, uh, he does genuinely care, uh, about his employees and, and wants to be your friend. Uh, if you can put up with the bad, slightly racist improv sessions and the constant uh, meetings in the conference room, uh, Michael Scott's your guy. Oh, and I'm sorry, you, you were talking about the 5K? Yes. The Michael Scott Dunder Mifflin, or the Michael Scott's Dunder Mifflin Scranton Meredith Palmer Celebrity Rabies Awareness Pro-Am Fun Run for the Cure? That's the one, yeah. Yeah. I didn't have to look that up. I can barely remember my own name. That was pretty good. That, yeah, well done. Well done. And I trust you that there was no cheating involved in any of that. Thank you. Yeah. No, no, no that's no. Uh, solid. Yeah, Knew no, that off the top of my head. Yeah. Oh, it shows. It shows. Okay. <laughs> 
Well played. So my uh, all right, my man. Best what, what you my, got planned again? My best boss. At first, it's gonna sound weird. You're gonna think that uh, I'm making no sense because not only is he, in my opinion, the best boss to work for, but that's actually his title is boss. The man who values loyalty more than anything. I'm talking about the boss, Tony Soprano. Because Tony Soprano is a guy who will... Somebody messes with you, he's going to shoot him. Somebody somebody gets in your way of progress, he's going to shoot him. Tony Soprano is a guy that... Your, his success is based on your success, so he wants to give you as much support as possible. So, Tony Soprano, good guy, good boss. Just don't cross him, and you're okay. You're maybe not the most uh, forgiving boss. Yeah, not the most forgiving guy on the planet. And I feel like as long as you don't cross him, I think you're going to be all right. Yeah, just play well with others. Be nice and, you know, just do what you're supposed to do. And he'll have your back. You'll have a long, long future in the Soprano family. Until it fades to black. Yeah. uh, Until, yeah. (laughs) Until then. Um so I think, and, and I think I'm spoiler alert in. for what a ten-year-old yeah. TV show. Oh, yeah, eleven but, years, eleven years. I just saw a thing on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we just posted about it that it was oh seven. So you learned that from the Talk Nerdy to Me Facebook page. And I think with that, I yep. think we're going to for now. I think we're going to kill the Facebook stream. I think we're gonna we're gonna pause that Facebook stream for a minute, for a bit, for the week, and you can catch up with the rest of the show on tape delay. So I'm gonna go ahead and stop this real quick. Hold on, bear with me. Damn it, Frankie! Huh? On memory. Sorry, this is this is what happens when you put me on the podcast and not behind the scenes. That's true. Okay, well, how's it that? It makes you feel any better. You definitely have a face for radio. Oh. That's true. We all do. That's, yeah. I feel kind of bad about that one. No, no, no. It's 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 true. <laughs> now, see, what, what Frankie actually does is run around uh, covered in tinfoil and uh, puts himself in weird positions to get the signal just right. You know, like it's an old TV with the rabbit ears. So when he's viewing positions. <laughs> when he's sitting at the... Uh, the upturned stool. Um, he can't. He can't quite uh, maximize our. Uh, <laughs> it's gross that we keep talking about right. that stool, but I love he started it. Started it. <laughs> I know, and I love it. So let's is just, it better. Yeah, let's just keep it rolling. Uh, keep it Paul? rolling. Best bosses. Oh, okay. best boss. Okay, my choice is, you know, he. You want a boss that lets you have enough free time to go out and pursue your own endeavors and he doesn't question anything sometimes he'll join along um my my pick is marcus brody from 
Indiana Jones. Wow. Damn. Yeah. I mean, he'll even let you fuck your students. So. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're jumping to conclusions there, man. I don't think I am. Indy I mean, can't stop it that they fall in love with him, but in no way, shape, or form did he jump into the sack with any student on camera. How, how old was... Allegedly. Uh, how, how old was... Uh, What's-her-face from Raiders of the Lost Ark when they first got together? He was a kid, too. That was in the past. in his 20s. (laughs) And so was she. No, she was, like, she was in her teens. No. He was was interning with her dad, man. It's a whole different story. She wasn't his student. Yeah, but he lets lets Indy get away with everything. And uh, he's even uh, semi-useful fighting the Nazis. He gives them to business. Oh, there it is. <laughs> he speaks multiple languages. He knows the culture. He'll blend right in. With any luck, he's already got the grail. He also knows the language of love. <laughs> which is the most impressive language of all. But also no time I, love, Dr. Jones. <laughs> I did hear that one time he got lost in his own museum. I, just, I don't know if that's true or not. but Who doesn't? Museum <laughs> that big. one. Was it that one museum with Ben Stiller and um, Robin Williams as Teddy Roosevelt? Yeah, that one. Oh, the, the night at the museum. Yeah, Owen Wilson, the, the, the ugly one with the broken nose. You're going to have to be more specific. The one that looks like uh, Ellen DeGeneres grew her hair out. <laughs> yeah, the blonde one. Yeah, the blonde one. Uh, solid pick, Frankie. Oh, thank you. All right, what's next? Uh, that'd be my topic. <clears throat> but No, my topic for the show, not my topic no. in just everyday conversation. Yeah, just... yeah that's, that's my topic. <laughs> yeah. All about them butts. Uh, so, we talked about best and worst fictional bosses, so we're going to yeah. shift gears a little bit. Um, I was lazy this week, I'm sorry. I'm not going <clears> to <throat> say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Go ahead. Go ahead say and shift. It. Just, I'm just not say, it. say it. Shift into turbo. No! Ow. Get your turbo Ow. out of here. Get your car Ow. ranger out of here. Show In space. Yep, in, in cyberspace. Yep, that's where well, we are. Uh, you set controls to outer space now, flying higher than ever before. I, I know enough to know that that's the theme song, but I don't know the next line. So, so. Yeah, me neither. Stronger than before. Go Zio. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> <coughs> We're getting off topic, but not too off topic because the topic is best and worst fictional robots. Uh, sorry, sorry, robots. I like robots. Yes, I couldn't robots. limit myself to one on this one. That's fine. I've got three. Yeah, I've got a few. I've no, got okay. two. I've got two for best. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off. I'm gonna kick it off with best. Um, first of all, this was a very very tough decision for me. So my I, I really have two at number one, but I'm gonna go with. Uh, the the one A choice first. Um, he's a guy that uh, he was built for war, but he's he's he just wants to love. He craves input. He loves dancing. Um, he's Johnny, Johnny Five. He's a lot from the Short Circuit movies. Uh, best robot, Johnny Five. He um, started Short Circuit and Short Circuit Part Two. Uh, where he hangs out with Steve Gutenberg because in the 80s, that made you cool. Um, 
he again was built as a, a military robot. He got struck by lightning and developed a soul because that's how that works. Um, cause in the eighties technology was magic. Uh, and he, he then goes on a, uh, quest to get all the input he can and, and become a person and, and declares himself Johnny number five. I love that pick. Thank you. That is a perfect pick. I love it. He also gets bonus points for, um, unlike a lot of robots nowadays, he was an actual physical robot on a set. There was no CGI involved with Johnny. He was practical. As practical as it could be in 1980, whatever. He's kind of problematic, though. You know, hanging around with people in brownface. (laughs) <laughs> no, we're talking about that's totally an Indian actor playing an Indian role. He's sure totally it is. not. That's not a guy from Jersey playing an Indian. It's a guy from Jersey playing an Indian. Yeah, so, so racist. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's pretty racist. That's that's my my uh, best robot pick. Sorry, best robot pick, Johnny Number Five. Love it. Who's next? I'll go. Okay. Uh, I have a I have a throwaway pick, mm-hmm. um, and then an actual first pick. <laughs> um, my throwaway pick. It's kind of a uh, an obscure pick. Uh, if you liked the, uh, if you had an original Xbox, and you were a nerd, uh, then you definitely played Knights of the Old Republic. Which was a Star Wars game, and still to this day, one of the best Star Wars games ever made. Thinking of your go. In in that game, you have the potential, like you assemble your party. It's a role-playing game. Uh, One of the potential party mates that you can get is a uh, a robot, a robot named HK-47. Yeah. And he is psychotic and hilarious he calls people meat bags and just like starts yelling out destroy all meat bags when he's in combat um it's it's amazing uh i wish that he would have been in a lot of the prequel movies and just been like around because he's hilarious and really entertaining but he's my he's my asterisk like niche pick my real first pick uh it was a part of my childhood I'm talking about Rosie the Robot from the Jetsons. Nice. She uh, she was sassy. Uh, she was, but she still managed to uh, make sure that the home was well kept and maintained. Made sure that everybody was fed and left on time, and everything worked according to the way it was supposed to, thanks to Rosie the Robot. Solid pick. She was. She has a great story because she was, uh, you know, rescued from a scrap heap, so she was going to be destroyed, but then got taken in by the lovable Jetson family. Solid fucking pick. For some reason, she had a Jersey accent, even though she was a robot. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever. They all do. Yeah, I guess so. Mr. J. Like, weird. She sounded like Harley Quinn sometimes. I was about to say, like, you, you were channeling your inner Harley right there. It was. It was weird. I don't know what happened. I would like to see your inner Harley. That's true. (laughs) Tell you what, I'll I'll go do the jail visit if you'll dress like Harley Quinn and go with me. Oh, no. See, I wouldn't go with you dressed like that. I'd just be asking to get 
<laughs> you see first draft of part two of your story. Uh, uh, any ideas? Yeah. No. All right. Um, I'm gonna go with my obvious choice for pick number one. Okay. For best. And I, I don't know if we're going with best or just favorite. Um, did you guys know I like Portal and Portal Two? Never heard what? of it. No. Yeah, uh, Glados. Um, just some of the best dialogue I've ever heard in the game. And Is she a robot or a computer? She moved like she okay. was. I never played the game. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she was still attached to stuff, but I mean, she was. You know, she she, she was okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Glados, um, albeit you know she tries to murder you several times, but you know she's the one that gives you cake. Yeah, she does. She gives you cake. All right. At the end of the first game, you get cake. Oh yeah, then she's my favorite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, sorry. There's not a lot of explanation behind it. I love Portal. I love Gladys. Hilarious, great. Even though she may try and kill you, she still does give you baked goods and gives you the Portal gun, which, as you guys know, is one of the things I really, really want. It's a good thing you don't have it. It's true. I would. Yeah. I would get into so much more trouble than I already get into. Yeah, you do get into a lot of trouble as it is. But... That's true. okay well so i i like uh, i like robots i like robots a lot and this one there there there's so many good robots but i'm not gonna go where you all probably think i'm gonna go yet my my number one (laughs) robot go bots (coughs) no all of them show me optimus primal nope Jet Jaguar. Ratchet. Oh. No. From nice. Godzilla versus Megalon. Yeah. Now, you all may be thinking, who is Jet Jaguar? Well, he is. Oh. He is the hero to all children. He is a robot that was made, and he helped Godzilla fight Megalon and Gigan, and he can grow massive. Normally Doesn't he's... he have some kind of theme song, Frankie? <laughs> oh, does he? <laughs> he does. What, what how does, does it sound like? sound like, Frankie? <laughs> yeah. Don't ask Jet me. Jaga! Jet <laughs> Jaga! Uh, yeah. Check, check, check out <laughs> the Mystery you. Science Theater so version of it. it, it it's, <laughs> it's, it's quality. And but, uh... we have our episode title now. <laughs> Jet Jaga! <laughs> he, uh... He's basically a, an Ultraman ripoff, but as a robot. No. I he, wouldn't even he say was, basically. He just is an Ultraman ripoff. Well, he <laughs> he was he was created in a, a fan contest by children, and uh, they were going to make a movie series with him. But he's lame as hell. But that's why he's <laughs> fantastic. Um, so that's my number one pick. I, I've got more. Oh, no <laughs> shit. Good. Uh, Back to me? Yeah, talk about butts. Okay. I like butts. I can't deny. Who's the best robot butt? 
Uh, well, Robot. Rosie's Robot. already taken. So, Robot butts. Um, Rosie pretty much nails that. <laughs> yeah, Rosie's yeah, pretty not. thick. She's, <laughs> it's not thick Thursday, but she, she's pretty thick. Oh my God, we're having this conversation. Anyway, Dude, wait, it, it's wife down Wednesday though. So, oh my God, there's Yay. something for every day. Is <laughs> uh, your robot uh, wife? Dude, wait till it's Friday. He has like nine for Fridays. It's true. Oh. Okay, so my other pick uh, for best robots. Um, well, first honorable mention goes to. Uh, Cade Six from Destiny. Um, he's a fun robot, mostly because he's voiced by Nathan Fillion, and I love Nathan Fillion. Um, so not so much because he's a great robot, but because he's a robot version of, of Nathan Fillion. Um, so then my my actual number one best robot in the world ever pick. I'm going way back on this one. Robbie the Robot. From 1956's <gasps> Forbidden Planet, the God. first and I believe only robot to ever get his own screen credit, Robbie the Robot as himself. Damn it! <laughs> I thought you were so gonna say stuff. Robbie the Robot, like the Nintendo robot. No, oh, Rob. that's just that's Rob. Rob. Oh, I was I got so excited though. <laughs> well, well Robbie, there. Robbie the Robot uh, <laughs> made his debut in Forbidden Planet in 1955 or 56. And I believe if you look at his IMDb, he has like 30 some credits to his name all the way up to 2005. So it's, it's uh, ridiculous how many. Very, very long career, especially in Hollywood. You know, once they say once you get over 40, it's all downhill. But not for Robbie the Robot, man. He's still going strong. Man, 1956. <clears throat> Um, he is one of those, even if you don't know who I'm talking about, Google Robbie the Robot, and as soon as he pops up, you'll go, oh, that's who that is. He is just like an icon of 50s and 60s sci-fi craziness, and he's awesome. Uh, so my number one best robot, Robbie the Robot. Even though it's not the Nintendo robot, I applaud that choice. We'll get <laughs> there. <laughs> Is it my pick? Yeah, I think it's you, then me, then Paul. Okay. I have one question. Butts? Do androids androids count as robots? Uh, Sure. Yeah. For the purposes of this topic, can androids count as robots? Sure. Okay. Koran, get ready to be really happy. All right. Because my pick... Is this everybody's last pick? Is this like the number one pick for androids? Okay. Number one pick. Best robot... Slash Android ever. Hey, Koran, what does the name KM14 mean to you? My man. <laughs> For those of you with taste, yeah. KM14 was the Android from Jason X. <laughs> My dude. <laughs> she was the uh, the Android ass whooping machine mm-hmm. from 2001's Jason X. Uh, little known fact about her. Uh, she does not have nipples. They fall off. Yeah, they do. Uh, so uh, the only non-human that's able to not only uh, go toe-to-toe with Jason, but actually until the nanomachines get to him, she destroys Jason. Oh, yeah, she beats the fuck out of him. Uh, so, hell yeah, KM-14, my gal, my android, you make my number one on my list. You were all about the deep cuts today, man. And I think I love well, it. because I think 
no joke, Jason X came out in 2001. Mm-hmm. I was a senior in high school. I had turned 17, so I was going to go see Jason X, damn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the second showing of the day at the theater. Did you skip where... school to go see Jason X? No, it came out, I think it came out during the summer, didn't it? No, it was... It came out... Jason X came out on my birthday, I believe. Like, for some reason, I wasn't at school that day. I don't know why. Let's not Let's not dwell on that detail. <laughs> because, obviously, I did something I wasn't supposed to do. Because I was at that theater. Oh. For the... You actually... It was April 26, 2002. Oh, 2002. Okay, 2000, still senior in high 2002. school. 2002. Yeah. Um, so... I'm in the theater. Second showing of the day. The way that this uh, theater does their tickets is throughout the day, you'll get a they, they when you buy your ticket, they keep track of all of the tickets that are sold for that movie throughout all showings. So like if you go to the late showing, you're gonna get like number you know 800 and whatever. But if you go to the early showing, you're gonna get like they it's a it, they don't reset it for per showing they just they do it per day so i went to the second showing of the day which i believe was either a 10 30 or an 11 30 show ticket number 002 <laughs> to see jason x in theaters when i got into that theater there was me one other dude zero 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 one <laughs> he was like, I got ticket number one. I was like, hey, shockingly, I'm ticket number two. <laughs> so, yeah, saw Jason X in theaters. I was one of the 12 people. I think, Koran, you were also one of the 12 people. That's true. Definitely, so, uh, definitely true. It uh, it holds a special place in my heart. I love Jason X. I'm a Jason X apologist. So KM14, easily... My favorite Android slash robot. That's a great choice. I never would have thought of. I'm, I'm glad you went with that. Uh, that that is good. <laughs> and actually, kind of um, d- depresses me, which is fitting for my other choice. I also went with an Android, specifically the one from the film version, voiced by uh, Alan Rickman. Marvin the Paranoid Android from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, nice. Because um, if you're going to have a depressed robot follow you around, don't you kind of want it to sound like Alan Rickman? <laughs> he was the perfect choice for that. He was he was an amazing choice. Um, that's like one of my like go-to like non-horror movies if I'm in like a bad mood and need something to brighten me up. And I think like 60% of that is just the deadpan delivery of everything Marvin says. So Marvin, the paranoid Android. God damn. KM14 is such a good pick. Why didn't I pick that? (laughs) I was hoping that you weren't going to pick that. No, no, you you beat me and congratulations. (laughs) Francis. Okay. So you all kind of, you didn't spoil one of mine, but uh, my favorite 80s transforming robot is Crasher from the GoBots. Ooh. She Ooh. is a she's a renegade. She's a sports car. 
and she's a badass. She she takes shit from no one. She, I mean, as as violent as a Hanna Barbera character can be, she's pretty mm-hmm. bad. Um, and, and nobody cared that she was a girl. It wasn't a big deal, like in in the other transforming robot show um, <laughs> uh, where, where it was a big deal about there being female um, robots. No, but Crasher, she's awesome. Um, there, there's a, uh, a fan run Transformers convention in Canada. And one of the, they had um, some exclusives and, and the, the theme was, it was go bots themes and uh one of the uh, one of the the toys was based off of Psykill, the leader of the renegades but obviously they couldn't use the name Psykill, so they just went with bike murder (laughs) (laughs) much more pc yes but yeah it you know clerks 2 gave gobots a bad reputation but Go back and watch it. It's not as bad as people think. And the toys are pretty good for what they were. They're the Kmart of Transformers. Yeah, they're the they're the Transformers for parents that don't really love their kids. Oh. Uh, so, like, they showed up late to stores and didn't get Transformers, but they were like, give me them robots that do flippy shit and turn into other things. Well, fun, fun fact, uh, GoBots was released before Transformers was. Yeah. So. See? Nobody wanted them. Until Transformers came out. Uh, they're also great for adopted kids. <laughs> wow! Uh, just so you don't... Oh my god. You don't love kids you don't love or adopted kids. Get I, them GoBots. I, I thought Julian was the one with the... Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the hot takes. No, fuck that. <laughs> that was good. Don't... <coughs> I always just think, like, you go to a store and you're like, hey, I need some Transformers. And they're like, oh yeah, sorry, we sold out of Transformers, but we got these... They're GoBots, and they're like, well, they look kind of like crap. And they're, well, they're kind of like Transformers, but not really. And it's like, well, fuck it. It's not my kid. Go ahead. I'll take it. I feel like it's like the the Flavor Aid thing, except, you know, these didn't cause mass murder. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Oh, they just cemented the fact that your, your, uh, you know, your step parents or adopted (laughs) parents didn't really love you. Uh, So while we're talking about things that are the worst, worst robots. (laughs) Flanagan. Oh. Man, somebody else go. All right, Rob. So, first right, of all, first of all, Rob. Mine was gonna be GoBots. Honorable Rob. mention. Honorable mention uh, goes to any Transformer who's not Optimus Prime, because no one cares yeah. about you. It's all about Optimus Prime. Optimus um, Prime just dies. Yep. Yeah, and if you're ready for a really hot take, worst robot ever, C3PO. No argument. Ooh. Even the, wait wait yeah. well yeah because it was the Anthony Daniels party blog good old golden rod blog, yeah, so, yeah. Uh-huh. every yeah, time he's, he's on screen you know it's gonna be a boring scene in Star Wars because C three PO is here what can C three PO do fucking nothing well, wait hold on what about when he's yeah. getting carried on Chewbacca's back well that's Chewbacca doing the work and he's just that's there for commentary well, what he's just a freeloading asshole yeah. what about his head on a battle droid that was funny that is pretty funny I'm not didn't find out with the response <laughs> you just did. <laughs> I did, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all good. C-3PO, C-3PO. useless character. Uh, yeah. All he does is tell the audience what R2-D2 just said. That's all he's good for. Yeah. 
Oh, you want to talk about useless? R O B robotic operating buddy Rob. Damn it all! Damn it all! Damn it all! Damn it all! The fucking thing that came with the, like you could get it as an add-on to the original Nintendo. It made its comeback in Smash Brothers, uh, as probably with the exception of like, uh, like Ness and them because they're fucking garbage in Smash. Rob is easily one of the worst characters ever in the franchise. I fucking hate that stupid robot. I, I, I hate him. You know who loved that robot? Hmm. Ryan Kemp. Yes. You want to you watch Tyler Jones go off sometime? Ask him about playing Smash Brothers against Kemp, who only ever played as Rob. <laughs> Doesn't Ever. Me. Yeah. You Wait. know that if you use them together... And uh, you give Rob the robot the power glove. It's like Thanos in the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> like if you if you ever wait, like you have to Too keep much them in 80s. separate rooms. Yeah, like locked away from each other. Because at night, Rob the robot will get up. Like he'll he'll like, you know, he'll come to life and he'll try and find your power glove. And then he's just gonna straight up murder you. I would shit my pants if I woke up and saw that thing rolling across my bedroom floor. <laughs> and it's just like it's, it would just stop, and then the head would turn to look at you, and it would just go, "Go back to sleep," and it'd just stare at you. But, but Rob, I have to change my underwear. I just go back to sleep. Yes, sir. Go to bed. <laughs> Does it like come and over and start just... stroking my hair? Yeah, yeah. It just starts stroking. Well, it would stroke like your goatee. You know, just go back to bed. Hey, it's, it's a full beard now. And then you would go to sleep, and then he would just. The head Wait, would turn so, back. So in this on. story, Child Koran had a full goatee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't make sure yeah. I was following along. Yeah. Go back to sleep, young Koran. You're, You're pinching your parents. me. <laughs> I'm your parents now. <laughs> oh. Now we're in the yes. child's play territory. I also brought you GoBots. <laughs> you would just stroke your beard. You said you loved me, Rob. Why are you bringing me GoBots? <laughs> go to sleep. Go to sleep. All right, Flanagan, go. To go. Sleep. <laughs> All right. We're just going to knock this one right out. I'm not even going to build up to anything. Alpha 5. Ooh. Aye, worst, aye. worst robot in the history of robots. Uh, I wish I could melt that son of a bitch down and make him into like a toe ring. <laughs> what? A toe yeah. ring? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I figured it would be something small. I got tiny toes. Whatever. I, I like it. I like it. No, no. We'll, we'll stick with it. I I get it, but I got one worse. Oh, go ahead. Alpha 6? Yes. Alpha 6. <laughs> he was the cool and hip, though. The jive talking alpha. He spoke 70s jive that was somehow relevant in the 90s. Yeah, the mid-90s. Yeah. Oh, that, he, that they did the was, Shaft remake. <laughs> He was so much worse than Alpha 5. Alpha 5 was kind of likable. Alpha 6 was just unbearable. He was definitely the worst part of In Space. And I'm assuming there was a lot bad about that? No. Not as bad as Turbo. Nothing as bad as Turbo. Shift into Turbo? Yes. Shit into Turbo. Shit right into Turbo. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. But but my, my pick is... Such a, a horrible character that in the remake it got thrown away. That's Bubo. Oh damn! Yeah, 
Nice. The, the golden mechanical Athena owl. Okay, yeah, sure. It it makes sense to put that in a, in the Clash of the Titans. Uh, when you're so, trying to go after that Star Wars money. <laughs> <laughs> a robot owl sounds like a genius idea. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. It's just awful. Yeah. That's yeah. uh <sighs> it's a solid choice because that's real that that's like um Vicky from Small Wonder annoying. Oh wow. I know. That's like <laughs> if you're familiar with D if you're if you're not familiar with uh Small Wonder, look up uh what's that fucking channel like Me T V or whatever the hell it's called where they show like all the old shows. It's snuggled in between family ties and um, uh, not who's the boss, uh, Growing Pains. Usually they'll show Small Wonder. <sighs> Annoying it, as shit. Anybody got anything else? I have one more. Okay. No I, one else I've, has anything? I've, I just I've got to, some honorable mentions. Okay. I just want to congratulate Frankie for uh, a really solid off-the-wall yeah. choice. Yeah, that was good. Uh, Everybody all around, pretty good off the wall choices. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm proud of you. I've actually Everybody. kind of got a hot take, considering you guys know how much I like this show. Oh, oh shit! I got one more. Yeah, go okay. ahead. Okay. Uh, Roberto from Futurama, the 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 stabbing red robot. Oh yeah. I I think like the three or four episodes he's in bring, like none of the jokes hit. It's not funny just a waste of space character like i i would probably actively avoid the episodes he's in if they didn't have the uh the one flew over the cuckoo's nest with fry in the robot asylum but i i i love futurama to death and i fucking hate roberto so so i must have had like a a a, a, a dead brain did did you not mention Bender? For worst? No, for best. No, for best. I think it means for I best. I didn't. Yeah. I did not mention Bender. Uh, okay. I, I I love Bender, um, but I, I I wanted an off the wall pick, so I went with Marvin, and then Glados beats Bender by like a hair. Wow. That says a lot. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Okay. So some, I, I have two honorable mentions for best. Um, one is uh, Gray from Jetman, the the series uh, of Sentai that was before the one that became Power Rangers. He's a a piano playing smoker uh, and drinker. Um, he he likes his whiskey. Uh, he, he's a smooth jazz robot. Yes, he's <laughs> yeah. he's fantastic. Shout damn thing wrong with that. Shout Factory is putting out Jetman. Everybody should get it. It's it's one of the best Sentai series. Um, Can you say it like the guy from um, uh, Gokaiger when they train when they change into Jetman? Uh, Jetman. Jetman. Can you say it like that? That's my favorite one. Do it. Jetman. <laughs> there. It is. Hey, hey, Frankie. Yeah. How would Jar Jar Binks say that? Oh, no, 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 hey, hey, <laughs> we're not say. playing porn the game, we're all <laughs> oh, looking I at wish. porn on our laptops while we're recording. Shout out to porn the game, by the way. 
<laughs> no plugs for La Bamba. I know, right? I Even know, though right. the plugging stuff. But uh, the other one... It's okay, they gave us a bunch of free stuff, so I'm okay with them. The other Ooh. one is the Psycho Rangers from In Space. Oh, wow. Uh, the, the best villains in Power Rangers. Fight me on that. I don't care. They're the best. Um, yeah. Uh, for the worst, this one's an off-the-wall off the one. Um, if any of you all played the educational games from the learning company um, back in the early 90s, um, the Super Solvers games, where you, you beat the, the robots with math and you know geography, those are pretty lame robots. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. But yeah, well, it was look, lazy writing and a potentially good idea that was just kind of meh. Yeah, all those educational games are just kind of meh. Yeah. Meh. All Anybody right, else? Um, I've got uh, I've got two uh, really quick ones that are really obscure for uh, worst. Okay. Uh, the first one's a throwaway. I'm not even going to talk about the time that the robots uh, came to Gilligan's Island and played oh. the Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> uh, in basketball in what was basically Gilligan's Island Space Jam. Um, we're not going to talk about that because what we are going to talk about is a show that started out so promising and then seemed to try and find ways to destroy itself and make it the laughing stock of all the middle class sitcoms when they introduced fucking Urkelbot. Oh man. <laughs> Family matters. Why that. do you hurt me so? My memory. <laughs> Y'all some geniuses. Start up geniuses. The only uh, the the only sketch from that show that I ever liked was that uh, behind the scenes Family Matters where it's uh, I can't even remember what was it called like We the People or whatever the hell it was called that sketch comedy show that was not funny um, and they did like a behind the scenes on Family Matters and oh the yeah the writers coming up with Urkel yeah yeah oh and that was so damn funny uh, but yeah it brought back all of the awful memories of Urkelbot and uh, Myrtle Urkel and all that crap, but we're here to talk about robots, so uh, yeah, Urkelbot, go to hell. Yeah, Ruin. wow. Yeah, it just it just helped add another. I mean, one anchor. one could argue Family Matters was already off the rails by that point, but that was certainly yeah, totally was. that was certainly the death nail in their coffin. I mean, they kept going for like five seasons after that, but that was definitely the the death nail in their yeah, yeah. friends um, of the and... people. Friends of the people, thank you. Um, yeah, we the people was something totally different. Um, but yeah, I also don't want to talk about Herbie from the Fantastic Four. Like, I'm just I'm done with crappy robots. I'm done with crap. There's too many crappy robots. Well, moving for the love of God, I'm done with crappy robots. Well, th- this show is kind of negative sometimes. It's all about the worst. Yeah. But I I like to see the good in humanity sometimes. Just sometimes. Don't you don't. Shut up. A lot. He's going but, to yeah. 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 So I, I like to think, okay, what situation would I be good in? And I like to think about dystopian futures mm-hmm. for no real reason. So but, and on a positive note. Yes. Talking but, about dystopian. But <laughs> what dystopian future would you 
thrive in the best. That's fair. So, just to clarify, a... Starship Troopers Damn. does Sorry not out, count. Uh, what was that? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. He said Starship Troopers. Oh. <laughs> no, that's a utopia, clearly. <laughs> yeah, it's just a fascist dictatorship. Yeah, yeah. It's so a, as, long it's as, as long as you look like Casper Van Dien or Dina Meyer, you're fine. Yeah. What's wrong? So, I, I like to go back into the Wayback Machine okay. to uh, the 1970s, oh. where, where the thought of global companies owning and operating uh, cities for their own, um, you know, one would one would uh, own all the production of electricity one would own the production of food and then those cities would i don't know fight in a rollerball tournament to control all the power god damn Um, so uh mine is rollerball um wow old school rollerball too nice oh yeah yeah not the remake this one is ll cool j shit yeah yeah this this is about james con and moon pie (laughs) <laughs> where where individual cities battle it out in roller derby sometimes to the death to control everything well it's not just a roller derby it's a little different it's roller ball well yeah there's motorcycles and a giant steel ball and death traps and shit I mean, I'm I'm no athlete, but I could sure as hell sit in the stands and watch people beat themselves. Uh, Frank, yeah, I, I think you look damn good in a random kicker's helmet and some quad skates, man. I think you could rock that outfit. I'm sure I could. We we could make a good rollerball team. There you go. We, we could just pass Flanagan around. <laughs> I'd be down with that. <laughs> we Don't we already be just like co-run in prison? Oh, pass me God damn it. You knew that was coming. <laughs> I know, but yeah. I was going to make the joke that we already passed Flanagan around. Uh, <laughs> it's true. True story. Deep, deep cut on that one, Frank. Way to be off the uh, off the wall. Yeah. Hey, I like dystopian futures. Not that we're living in one anymore. No. Not yet. We're not quite there yet. No. no. Who's okay, next? So, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, my honorable mention... Mm-hmm is um the dystopian because i've been there before so the dystopian future of fallout new vegas oh uh because i want to hang out with dave foley as a yes man (laughs) and i think that would be really fun and i've been to vegas so it's fine um so here's what i would pick I'm I'm going super obscure here because it's a franchise I love that decided to go super weird. A dystopian future where there's a toxic environment that's brought on by a computer virus. And cities protect themselves with these bubble-like force fields. Until an evil comes around and the only thing that can stop them is Power Rangers RPM. Yeah, That's a good one. 
I would, uh, I, I think I would excel in a universe where, uh, where Power Rangers exists. Just, just first of all, mm -hmm, yeah. Yeah. Wait, it doesn't. I hope, I hope it doesn't. We just don't know. Like they're so good at helping that I feel like Power Rangers are like ninjas. Have I ever, have I ever asked you guys the questions about ninjas that I have? What if, uh. What if ninjas exist in every company or in every country in Japan just has the worst ones? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what if Power Rangers exist, but we they're just so good we've never seen them? And they've just been helping out mankind around the world. Oh. So in my world, Power Rangers exist, and in Power Rangers RPM, it's a toxic wasteland. And there are Power Rangers, and I would love it. So it's like Detroit. Pretty much. My second runner-up was RoboCop. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Power Rangers RPM would be, I think it would be kind of fun. It would be different. And, you know, there's Power Rangers there. I like it. Yeah. I have experience as a Power Ranger, so, you know, whatever. Uh, John, you want me to go or you want to, you want to go? I don't care. All right, I have an honorable mention. Uh, it is the game Rage. Um, just because... It's, you know, craziness off the wall, all sorts of violence. It's basically Mad Max. It's basically Mad Max. Um, my actual choice, though, would be uh, I seem like the kind of guy who would thrive in uh, a full-on city turned into a prison environment kind of thing. Uh, so I'm going to go with Escape from New York. Yes. If for nothing else, uh, one, that Julian is going to appreciate that when he hears it, that I showed Kurt Russell some love. And yeah, he's somewhere right now. He didn't even hear that, but he's half chub. Fair enough. Like right I like now. it. And then uh, secondly, um, as I as I kind of stated, I can see myself kind of thriving in that kind of environment. New York, not L.A., right? Just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> Which one has which one has all the weed I can smoke in 40 virgins? The prison city of New York City. Yes. Nice. So, yeah, I hear they don't have good salsa. <laughs> really? What? Pace it's really? sauce reference. <laughs> this episode is all about city. cuts. <laughs> God, I mean that's a. Gets his this has been New York City. an episode of deep cut. <laughs> Talk nerdy oh, to me, God deep almighty. cut edition. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You know what? I think I think uh, I think Matt can attest. Uh, the deeper we go, the more that everybody likes it. <laughs> About a minute uh, twenty. <laughs> and that's a deep cut there too. Oh. Well, let me change the pace for a minute then. Oh. So, I see what you did there. Thank you. The uh, the best dystopian <laughs> societies. Oh, I'll pause for laughter. <laughs> Sorry, the the, the, the the like bad jokes are the ones that really get me, and that was pretty fucking bad. So I, I, had, I was I waiting had for bad one jokes butter. for days, man. I know, man. I know. That's that. That's how you can tell that it's good is if you hear long the long butter. <laughs> yeah. So the best dystopias are ones that on the surface appear to be a utopia until you dig a little deeper and find out more. 
Um, and the best example of that is literally a world, an entire world doesn't really exist. Wake up, Neo. The Matrix has you. Uh, the dystopian society I think I would thrive in is The Matrix uh, because the games are made up and the rules don't matter. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the real world yeah, kind of sucks. We blocked out the sun to kill the solar power with the robots, and the robots took over, and they use us for batteries, and eat goop all day that kind of tastes like chicken, maybe. Um, yeah, it, the real world sucks. But that's okay, because you get to jack in. Yeah. Thank you, I was waiting for last. <laughs> you get to jack in. Oh no, in I got you on that one. To the cyber reality of The Matrix, where it's literally like living at a video game where you can bend and break the rules to your will. You can be a friggin' superhero. Um, you can battle, you know, dozens of, of people at gunpoint and do all kinds of cool, awesome Matrix shit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the real world has kind of gone to hell in a handbasket, but hey, every once in a while you get to go to. Uh, um, city that the name i can't think of right now uh and have lots of cool um drum beat orgies uh, and then you just get to go back to your cool little hover ship and fly around the sewer and jack into the matrix and, and uh, play online all day yeah i mean that hey you had me at jack i know i did i know and when you disconnect is that when you jack off <laughs> yes jack it off <laughs> thank you jackie chan Jacket off. Ugh. I mean, again? <laughs> All right. Ugh, I'm getting uh, and a very close second uh, for pretty much the same reason goes to uh, the world of Ready Player One, where everyone just yeah. spends all day online. So I felt Matrix was more of a dystopia. I, I had a second one. It's just any robot uprising, because yeah. I would be team robots all the way. I, I would be that traitor that is like, okay, I'll join the robots. You would be the uh, Matthias Galt. Hold on, uh, uh, Matthias Matthias Galtar from 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 from. God damn it, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah. You're the one human working with the robots. Oh, that would be me. Traitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as I get a robot body, that's all that matters to me. <laughs> you get to have sex with the robot. Ooh. Yeah. I'm in. Don't tell Tackett. So she can use you to get the nuclear launch code so you can kill an entire planet. Don't tell who? <laughs> RoboJacker9000. Don't tell her. <laughs> Thank you. She's going to be some, doing some RoboJacking. <laughs> and with that... <sighs> I really want to title this episode RoboJacker9000, but I don't think I can. You've already got the explicit tag. It's fine. I know, but I got to share it on Tony's page, and I don't think he would appreciate me sharing a Robo Jacker Nine Thousand. Just week's episode is just put some commas in between the words. That'll break it up. Robo Jacker Nine Thousand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for the love of Pete! Uh, I don't know. Now let's put this show to bed. All right, I want to do one uh, one quick plug before we go. Let me pull up the proper page before uh, before we go, so I can give this uh, make this accurate. So, uh, hey, Obi John, yes. tell me where mm-hmm. I can hang out with Ernie Hudson, uh-huh. Austin St. John, Ooh. Walter I Jones, know that guy. 
Uh, David Fielding. Five bucks. He does. He's a jerk. Um, David J. Fielding, who played Zordon. Uh, Catherine Sutherland. Uh, and Michael Carter from Star Wars: Return of the Jedi. Sorry, I'm still thinking of my cat. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So is so is Tommy Oliver. <sighs> that accent. Anyway, we're yeah. hang out with all of those people. Uh huh. And more importantly than them, uh-huh. attempt to break a world record, Guinness World Record for most Ghostbusters in a single place. And on top of that. Wah. Hang out with us, the cast of Talk Nerdy. So that's going to decrease the value a little bit. Um, it might. Would that be? Where can you? Where could you do that? Conapalooza. It is Conapalooza. Conapalooza.com. October twelfth through the fourteenth. Hist- uh, hey, hey, Coron, where is that going to be? Uh, historic downtown Greensport, Tennessee. Kingsport, Tennessee. There you go, Kingsport, Tennessee. Historic downtown Kingsport, Tennessee. Paul Frankie, how much would you pay to go to see all of those guests plus us? One dollar, Bob. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> An entire weekend pass to get all of those things. Plus, uh, you know, they have the after hours stuff, which includes things like um, your uh, there's lip sync battles. There's uh, there's all kinds of extra stuff to do. Uh, there's. The, the, the actual con floor is open 24 hours a day. Uh, there's a cosplay contest. There's, you know, the Guinness World Record attempt at most Ghostbusters in costume. Uh, there's an interactive Doctor Who experience with full props and memorabilia. And Talk Nerdy to Me has a special, brand new, never before shown, never before presented programming block in the adult programming section weekend passes $30 you can find out more at conapalooza.com there's also a bunch of uh, cars uh, famous movie cars that will be there so go to conapalooza.com find out more we're going to be there and with that I think we're done I just wanted to plug that one more time that's it because we got uh we got told some really good news about Conapalooza this week that we're going to be revealing more about as we go. We're going to start slowly teasing all of the different things that you're going to see at the live show that you're never going to see or hear on the actual show. And I will go on record as to say right now, you can you can isolate this and save this forever. On this day, June the 20th, 2018, that if you're not... If you if you don't have one of the ways to subscribe to getting this copy of the show, it is never going to be released to the public due to pending litigation that will obviously come from having that released. Oh, so yeah. We're going to have more information about how you can see that if you can't, if you absolutely cannot make it. But the best way to see it and everything else that weekend is to be in historic downtown Kingsport, Tennessee, October 12th through the 14th. And you get to see us. We're going to do a live show from the con floor, and we have a special live stage show that's going to be all new content that's going to be great. 
that I can't wait for part of the adult block because it is definitely not for kids. So with that, Obi-John Kenobi. Yes. My friend. We're going to we're going to do something a little Uh-oh. different this week. Uh-oh. With the way we close <laughs> the show. I don't know if you remember the way we used to close the show. Ooh, I like get the way back machine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh because we've been doing we've been doing the throw mm-hmm. blank in the air like you just don't care for a really long time. And before that we used to do something else. Should I um and should I thank Frankie for joining us? Yeah, that that was gonna mm-hmm. be my next thing before we got to the oh, end. Oh okay. Um is of course you know, I want to thank, and I think everybody here also, and all of our listeners, want to thank Engineer Paul Frankie for coming on the show and stepping in for Julian while he's gone. on that stool. So, Somebody's got yeah, to do it. So, <laughs> and uh, you know what? You are one of the people I know I often joke I cherish most of the people who listen to this show, and you're a part of the show. You are part of the Talk Nerdy to Me family, and I appreciate you, and I want you to know that. You're just saying that because I pay your bills. No, I am saying that because I mean it. And I hope you know that. I do. But I'm not going to get all sappy. But the important thing to remember is that above all else, you know, we're all friends here, right? Some of us. Yeah, Mm. some of us more than us. Two-thirds of us. But... There are four of us on the show. That was the joke. (laughs) I'm not good at math. Carry the one. I do numbers. 133, 166 and two thirds percent chance that I have no idea what the fuck that comes out to be. (laughs) And like five people got that. I do have 131 and two thirds chance of winning, though. That's the one. Yeah, let's go to Shoney's and get some ham cubes. (laughs) All right. We're all friends here, so I'm going to kick it back to the way we used to. We're going to start closing the show like this from now on because I have one simple message for everybody. Mm-hmm.